Thousand Foot Crutch is set to release their latest album, The End Is Where We Begin, on April 17th. Peterborough's own Trevor McNeven is on the line to share some thoughts on TFK and the new album. Trevor, thanks for joining The Antidote. Thank you so much, brother. Thanks for having me. We're going to start off with the most important question of all. Do you miss Peterborough? <laughs> I always miss Peterborough, man. It's one of my favorite little towns, absolutely. It'll always be my hometown and live there most of my life. My wife and I enjoy Nashville. We live just outside of Nashville in Brentwood, Tennessee, and it's great. We love it, but, uh, you know, my hometown will always be Peterborough, no question. Can you tell us a bit about the origins of the band? What was it like starting Thousand Foot Crutch? The challenges, successes? I mean, honestly, it was at the end of school, and uh, I had a band called Oddball for a little bit with Neil, my buddy from Three Days of Grace, and uh, a few other friends. Uh, we only actually played one show at Oddball, but, and then started Thousand Foot Crutch after that. I think I was 18 at the time. If music's something you want to get into, it's not really one of those things that you just covered on career day, you know? You kind of, <laughs> you just got to choose that if you, if you feel inspired and you feel called to that and, and you love it, then it's something you got to just chase and you got to be willing to chase it at all costs. So it's been a, a long and incredible journey so far, man. And, uh, you know, Peterborough, so many amazing memories about kind of starting the band in that area and just the great shows that we had for a long time there. We're hoping to come back through, actually, and hopefully to the venue where uh, we've been talking about on our next Canadian tour, trying to make sure we can get back to Peterborough. I think you'd have a huge turnout for that. <laughs> TFK's initial success came with the release of That's What People Do back in 98. What was the recording process like? We met a friend uh, named Andy Horrocks that has a small studio up in Kitchener-Waterloo area. And uh, we, we kind of met him through a, a smaller show that we had played. And he was like, hey, you know, I dig your stuff. I'd love to record it. And we were looking to do a recording. So it kind of uh, was as, as easy as that. We could, so we would work all week and then go up there for a whole weekend and uh, sleep on the studio floor right on it. <laughs> all three of us would uh, crash underneath the mixing console record all weekend, go back and work, and then just back and forth until the record was done. And uh, our first one was called That's What People Do, and uh, it actually ended up coming out in 98, and then we did Set It Off, and it came out in 2001. And, yeah, that was the beginning, man. We um, had, a, had a couple songs featured on some American uh, compilations. Kind of just ended up opening up a lot of doors for us uh, stateside, and through that, we just kept pushing, man. We, we played pretty much uh, <laughs> everywhere you can think of through the years, and been very blessed to get to do what we do and to, to, you know, been able to do it at the level that we've been able to. So we're, we feel like, you know, there's always a lot to learn, man, no matter where you're at in this business and, and how long you've been in it. And we're just excited to, uh, for the next step and to keep growing, man. We, we feel blessed to still be a band after all these years and to feel like we're just getting started. So All the fans and uh, myself included certainly appreciate what you put out over the years. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, Dave. Your initial release with Tooth & Nail was phenomenal, and TFK had switched gears from doing rap core to your dedicated rock sound. How was the decision reached to change the band's sound? I, <laughs> I hate the term rap core. I, mean, I just always hated it for some reason. But Sorry. I, I think, for, no, no, dude. <laughs> not you at all. I think just in general, it's such a funny thing. But I, for me, man, I, I came up just loving hip-hop. I actually did my own hip-hop album when I was 13 years old, and that was something I really connected with at a young age and still do. You know, I love it. And that, so that was a big part of my musical influence, you know, what really pulled me into music and just consumed me about it at a, at a very young age. You know, like in, in Peterborough, you know, uh, Trent Radio and The Wolf, and there was a lot of classic rock going on uh, with The Wolf in town and stuff. That was one of those things that I think between classic rock and the hip-hop influence, all that kind of stuff poured into 
that's what we listen to and uh, the natural progression to what we sound like, you know. And, and I feel like as far as the hip-hop thing, you know, it was really honest to us when we were doing it. But there wasn't that many bands doing it, you know, especially not on a large or small scale at the time, not a lot. And I think there became a, a time in music anyways, especially in rock that had rap kind of fused with it. It got really stagnant, you know, and it started to affect a lot of different genres for about a year there. And I think it was just that, you know, good music inspires you and you want to be inspired to do new things, and it just kind of got stagnant. We didn't we didn't want to be a part of that. And so that's honestly kind of what it came down to. It was just like, let's write songs that inspire us and inspire us right now. And at the time, it just kind of felt like the right thing to kind of get away from that for a while. So we just weren't really into what we were hearing either. And we had so much fun, you know, making, making the records that we have. And I think it's been a very natural progression. Different, you know, I think Art of Breaking was a little bit more of an experimental musical record. And Flame and All of Us was a, a step closer to maybe adding a little bit, a little more pop to rock, you know. And we've always kind of been a rock band first and foremost. Masquerade record kind of took on a whole new uh, direction of its own, you know. It's a little heavier for us, almost borderline, had some metal flair to it. But uh, I just call it adrenaline rock. That that record very much had that sort of adrenaline rock feel, and I feel like our, this new record, man, which we're just dying to get out, we're so excited about it, and really hope you like it. Um, yeah, the end is where we begin. is a very uninhibited collection. It's kind of, I think, some of it tips its hats to our earlier stuff, you know, and in Peterborough, rocking out of the Gordon Best Theater, and uh, very much our root as TFK, and. And then some of it kind of picks up where we left off. You know, I think a lot of people associate us with kind of big arena rock songs, you know, or our moves in Rock Fist and Fire It Up and stuff like that. And we love that. I mean, it is a huge part of what we do. And, and it's a blast. But, you know, absolutely just kind of barn burner type songs. So tightly knit into what we do live. It's a very high energy show. And But this, yeah, this new one also kind of, I think, steps into some new territory, you know, and breaks a little new ground for us as a band. We hope you like it, man. We couldn't be more excited. I think everybody's anxiously anticipating the uh, release of that. How difficult was it to leave Tooth and Nail after all the years with them and become an independent band? So yeah, it was a big decision for us. You know, we, those guys are family, and we were keeping with them for ten years and a bunch of records. And I've worked with a bunch of their artists and brought other artists to the label, and just you know, we're just such a family, honestly. And and I think we always will be. You know, I love those guys. I love Brandon Evil, and we're still good friends. And uh, all as well. It kind of came down to just, you know, we started out independent and uh, we managed ourselves, booked ourselves, paid for our own videos, you know, set up everything. And uh, we were just used to that, you know. You just, and so we came from that and we're very blessed, you know, to end up selling like 80,000 records out of our van back then. And that's just kind of from hands-on, just pushing it grassroots type stuff. And so I think a lot of people don't realize that that's kind of where we came from, you know, and those, you know, those younger years in Peterborough. And so it kind of just felt like the right thing for us to do. You know, we, uh, it was a big step because we, uh, we're in a different place in our career now, and we had some pretty uh, incredible record deals on the table and very generous. And, and we've been praying about it too, man, and just doing our homework too and all that stuff. And long story short, it just it was the right decision for this band. Our hearts and, and kind of doing that and making that part of the, the choice was we really feel so blessed, man, to just have the support that we do as a band and to connect with the people who come to support us uh, live and on CD and MP3 and everything else. We just, you know, it's such a connection for us that we just wanted to bring that closer. You know, we, I think in this, what's going on in music right now too and everything else, we were just like, man, let's just, it's so much more about that for us, just connecting and the connection of let's do this together. We were able to handpick a really incredible team 
with that, that means that you fund it yourself. So it's uh, a big investment for us as well in the short time since we started the push of the record, you know, the last month uh, leading up to the release, we've already broke a lot of new ground that we haven't in 10 years with our record label. So I, it's been a very positive and exciting thing. And did you hear about the Kickstarter campaign at all? Yeah, I did. That seems to be an extremely uh, popular media to use now. I know we were talking with Five Iron Frenzy there a number of weeks ago about the success they had using Kickstarter. Yeah, exactly. Those guys have kicked butt on it. We kind of learned about it. It was, it was totally new to us about a month before we did it, to be honest. And it's such a cool thing that those guys are doing at Kickstarter.com. And anyway, you're able to kind of create your own unique packages of things that can connect what you're doing with people and that people might want to pledge and buy that package to get that exclusive item and kind of be a part financially of what you're doing as well. And we weren't sure how that would go, man. We were an incredible amount of money came in that we did not foresee happening. And, uh, it has been a big part of helping us finance this. So I'm just still beat just when I think about it. I don't know the right way to say that other than just, you know, thank you to anyone who supported that. Yeah, I think one awesome. of the really key things with Kickstarter is that there's your actual fan base making a personal connection with the band as they're financially right. supporting them in their artistry. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 100%. That's what it is. You know, we, uh, you know, it takes a village to put a record out properly and, takes a lot of people you know to do that a, a great team and a lot of cost that goes into that on every level so we definitely appreciated it and that was just a huge blessing though very thankful man you have to explain the title of the new album the end is where we begin is this a statement on your new independent band status or is there more to it than that <laughs> you know what i feel like i could give you three or four reasons why that ended up just making so much sense to be the title of this record for us I had written the song first, the title track, before the record was going to be called that. And the uh, the title of the record, though, I think how it's applicable to this situation is uh, you know, we've been through so much transition, man. We've been in, in the past year alone, we've been through pretty much every form of transition as a band you could be through. You know, we we've changed management uh, of ten years and left our record label of ten years and uh, hired a whole new team. And other than switching, you know, band members, it's up in a whole new world, you know. And, so that, in one sense, that was very much it. And, and going back to where we began, independence was, was a big part of that. And, uh, you know, on a spiritual level, too, you know, our faith is who we are, you know, it's our lifestyle. And we've always made music for everybody. And it's, that's our faith. And so, the, I mean, the other thing that really, to me, just means a lot about that title is, you know, that, you know, the Bible says when we come to the end of ourselves, you know, we let go of the wheel and just say, all right, God, I trust you. I don't have to control all of this or think that I can, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I think all of that together uh, is, is what that means to us and, and why we named the record. Earlier on, you'd mentioned about your songwriting process. Do you follow a particular process when you are composing music or lyrics? Um, no, not so, I mean, for me, it's always different, man. It's uh, I put down uh, ideas about 50 times a day, you know, just to, whether you're flying or on the bus or walking or a lot of times on dates with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> annoys the heck out of her but uh just you know i think a lot of things inspire you in it, you know and for me it kind of never stops coming and which is a, a fun thing and a great thing and, and sometimes can be even an, an annoying thing but it's uh so i'm constantly just kind of putting those ideas down you know and sometimes it starts with a guitar part uh sometimes it starts with the melody and sometimes it might be the melody and lyrics and then adding the music and it's kind of all over the place you know i I really uh, enjoy working on most styles of music and, and spend a lot of time songwriting for and with other artists. 
from country to hip hop and pop rock and pop to hard rock and folk, you know, and, and I think a, a great song is a great song, you know, in, in any genre. And I always enjoyed listening to music that way. And so it's, it's been a fun uh, challenge to kind of be a part of writing it as well. How do you balance your time? Obviously, with having TFK, FM Static, you seem to mentor every other musician in almost the whole industry. And of course, you've got a family. I wish I had the perfect answer for you there, man. I think it's it's a daily refocus. You just try your best, you know, and more than anything, I, I'm blessed to have an incredible wife. You know, I definitely give her <laughs> so much credit in that area. You know, uh, she's just unbelievable, and we, uh, we're a good team. You know, we've kind of learned how we need to do this together. When you love what you do, you don't always see it as work, you know, so it's so easy when you get great opportunities to be like, yeah, I'll do that, sure, let's, I'll do that. For, you know, I got two days here, I got one day there. Before you know it, you've just kind of you're working on all your days off the road, and so yeah, it's uh, it, it always gets complicated. But I think you know everybody's busy in life, and everybody has complicated schedules and things they have to juggle. It's just something you got to kind of daily refocus. <laughs> I wish there was that easy way to just this is what you do, but uh, still trying to find that. I hear you. Yeah, my wife will comment on the same things. <laughs> Overcommitment <laughs> sure. of spouses. I hear you, man. Back to the new album. What song or songs are you most excited about on the new album? The end is where we begin. Um, man, that's a tough one to, to answer because I, uh, I love these songs. You know, I really am so excited about this record front to back. But I, I guess I could point out a special song to me. It would be a song called All I Need to Know mm-hmm. on this record. It's kind of the, probably the lightest and yeah, most chill song that we've ever had on a TFK record. You know, we've, we've had lots of uh, ballads, so to speak, before, but... This one's the most stripped down, uh, more of a, a sunny, happy day song. You know, it's, it's almost it's funny that it's on this record with some of the really heavier songs, but it just felt right, you know, and it's, yeah, I, I love that song. To me, it's, it's a love song, you know, and there's a song called Courtesy Call. To me, it's, I haven't heard anything like it right now, and I love the song, and so that makes me excited, you know, just whether anyone else sees it that way or not, that's, that's up to them. But it's, it's, I, always, I felt kind of inspired in the last couple of years to, to do at least one song uh, where, you know, I could kind of bridge rock or hard rock with the club, you know, with that kind of, those tunes that I love in that setting. And so this is a bit of a, a, bit of a fusion of the two. and it's, it's not something I've really seen done. And I think a bit of a, a special track on this record for sure. Over the years, we've built a strong relationship with ESPN in the, in the States and uh, NASCAR, and as a result of that stuff, you know, our songs being played on a lot of their TV and, and in arenas, you know, at those events, they, a lot of the professional sports teams have really embraced it, and we've kind of ended up, without trying, you know, becoming one of the arena rock bands used in, in a lot of those arenas, you know, from NFL to NHL, professional soccer, baseball, and so, you know, we get, we get to play a lot of those events, which is a lot of fun, and especially growing up in Peterborough and, you know, being Canadian, the hockey thing is such a strong connection, you know, so we, uh, we love being a part of that, and uh, the teams have been very good to us. We actually just found out we have uh, a song off the new record called Light Up the Sky is going to be on NHL 2013, the EA Sports video game. So, uh, yeah, we're excited. Lots going on, for sure. Then does this make you a total sports addict? I love uh, being a part of that stuff, and I, I do love hockey. One of my best buddies, Mike Fisher, uh, plays for the Preds now, and we used to go and see him a bunch when he played with Ottawa, too, but... Yeah, no, and the guys in the band are huge sports fanatics in general, and uh, I do love sports, but I just wouldn't call myself a fanatic. (laughs) (laughs) Have I missed anything? 
yeah, if anyone gets a chance, go check out thousandfootcrutch.com. It's Crutch with a K. Yeah, that's got you know the videos, the music. You can check out whatever you want for free and has all the Twitter, Facebook links and everything directly. And kind of we'll keep you posted on uh, all the links uh, where you could pre-order the record. We're encouraging people to go, uh, yeah, go check out the website. And there, all the links are right there. iTunes, Best Buy, Amazon, whatever you're into. And, uh, yeah, check it out. But uh, we appreciate your support. And thank everybody so much. We love you guys. And love Peterborough, baby. This is The Antidote. I'm Dave Hawkins, and we've been speaking on the phone with Trevor McNeven of Thousand Foot Crutch, all about the release of the uh, new album, The End is Where We Begin. Well, Trevor, any final sage word of wisdom to the residents of Peterborough? <laughs> I don't know about wisdom, but uh, I miss you guys, and I, I miss that town. So uh, hopefully we'll get to see you guys soon. And uh, thanks for what you do, Dave. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for spending some time with us.